Hey everybody out there in podcast land, this is Severin Henderson, host of Firecast. That's the new name for the podcast, formerly known as Department 3C Presents a Podcast. And Department 3C Presents a Podcast connected to Fire, now it's just Firecast, presented by Department 3C. Um, We had that contest and that was the winner. Anyway, here to tell you about just give you some notes about an episode that we have coming up today um first of the year we haven't had a chance to get into the studio and get going um this was my first time getting in so i had a guest i have um, one of my good buddies that I used to work at the same firehouse with the cal walcott and he brought his wife and his stepdaughter they're gonna talk about endometriosis on the episode um it's a disease that i didn't know a lot about i generally you know at least heard well i have heard of it but i didn't know how in depth it went so they come they give their experiences with the disease how it goes how it's affecting their lives and things like that we also have some information inside of the podcast where you can donate to the causes because currently there is no cure so we just want to spread some information let you know about things that are going on out there and hopefully you can get a chance to donate i'll give the website real quick and then like i said inside the podcast again we give it again but the website is www.endometriosisassociation.org to spell it out it's www.endometriosisa ssn.org and you can find out more information about the disease but that's what this episode is about and i hope you enjoy it as always if you like the episode please offer us some feedback if you don't like the episode offer us some feedback um our email address is info at department3c.com you can catch us at the website department3c.com you can find me on most socials at department3c.com and personally you can connect with me at i am sevy on most socials that's just at symbol i a m s e v y all my friends and family call me sevy you can call me sevy too without further ado we get to the episode Hello, everyone out there in podcast land. This is your host, Severin Henderson, back again with, I think, the second episode of the year of Department 3C Presents Firecast. Got a new name, a new podcast name. That's pretty cool, huh? You like yep. that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and um, today, we're going to have a discussion about endometriosis. Um, it's the month of March currently, and that's Endometrius Awareness Month. And I have one of my good buddies here. He's been on the show before, um, DeKalb Walcott. DeKalb? Yes, sir. How, how are you guys doing? How are you today? We're all right. Um, since I keep messing up the names, I'm going to let you do the introduction of the names um, just to kind of take me off the hook. Okay. Well, uh, for... Endometriosis Awareness Month. I'm bringing in uh, my wife, Kateria Walcott Rosario, <laughs> and my lovely daughter, Sianili Garcia. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and they're going to pretty much uh, be sharing their experiences with uh, endometriosis. And uh, might I add, it's a very 
I wouldn't say rare. More and more people are coming out with it, but um, a lot of people, including doctors and health uh, healthcare workers, don't know, you know, about it and how to deal with it because there's not a cure for it. So, um, you know, hopefully, the stories from my wife, daughter, and even me for the husbands out there who have wives with endo, it'll help you guys, you know, help us all be able to push forward and. You know, maybe one day finding a cure and how to, you know, deal with this so it doesn't have as bad of an impact as it seems to have been having. Okay, that sounds excellent. Um, So my experience with the subject, well, I, I even talk about how the podcast came about. I'm always looking for content. I'm always looking to talk with people. And DeKalb hit me up. He said, hey, you got anything going on podcast wise i'm like no nah, not really why what you got he said well my wife my daughter is march is endometrius awareness month and i would like to come on and talk about it and he got them to both come on and talk about it so um without more from us two guys um ladies i'll start with mom first is that that cool okay so i'm super layman i don't even know really what endometrius is so can you explain to me and the audience what exactly it is endometriosis is a tissue that grows outside uh, a female's or a uterus and it causes cysts fibroids tumors those type of things it's like a invisible illness you could say and um it's very painful Oh, okay. Um, usually it comes out when we have our menstrual cycle mm -hmm. at, at an early age. I was diagnosed at 10 years old, and so was my daughter as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's hereditary, so. Okay. So it's a hereditary disease that comes around menstrual cycle. So I take it that it's um, woman only. It, it doesn't affect men at all? Uh, it affects some men. Yes. It affects some men. Yes. Um, can In the you prostate. In the prostate, okay, because I was going to ask, how does it affect men and where? Yes, the prostate. Yeah. Prostate, okay. So all the more reason for us to take good care of ourselves, make sure we go to get those regular doctor's appointments, and, and like I said, make sure that we're taking care of ourselves at all times, right? Yes. So 10 and 10, you were diagnosed with it at 10. Your daughter is diagnosed with it at 10. Um, still stick with you, Mom. Tell me, like... What happened? Kind of the story that led up to the diagnosis at 10 years old. Okay. Um, when I got my menstrual cycle, I would get excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. Like, I couldn't get up from the bed. I couldn't walk. I couldn't sleep. I It was just, I couldn't function at all. So, um, it was already known because I had an aunt that already had endometriosis. So, my family... Were, was aware of it. Uh -huh. So my mom, since she knew about it, because that was her sister that had it, mm -hmm. and we went to a bunch of gynos to uh, check and see if I had it, and a lot of the gynos that we went to, they wouldn't, didn't even know what endometriosis was. Okay. So we there were some gynos that we had to explain to them what, endometriosis was because yeah. they never heard of it but and then I, we went to this one the one that was taking care of my um aunt and he knew about it because he dealt with my aunt so 
that's when uh, he did all the tests, ultrasounds, MRIs, like name it, he did it, and that's how I was got diagnosed. Okay, that's how you got. I understand that. Okay, um, so the, an, another question that I have behind it: your mother already knew about it, kind of knew it was coming up from the hereditary thing. Did your mother have any um, experience or diagnosis with the disease as well? No, no. my mom. No, it's just her, one of her sisters. She had. Remember how many sisters she she has so many uh brothers and sisters. They're all fifteen all together. Only one of them was diagnosed with endo. And she had a she had stage four of endometriosis where she was open up from top to bottom to sideways, stomach, everywhere. Like it was bad. Okay. So you kinda brought another question to light. You say it's stage four. So there's different stages yes. of the disease. There's four stages of endometriosis. Four is like the worst one. Okay. Yeah, like the cancer is the yes. same same right. type of deal. Right. Um so like the cow was saying in the beginning, there's no real cure that we know about. Right. Um what about treatment wise? What what treatments are available to people with endometriosis? Um they start with birth controls they do the shots. It's called Lupron. There's um, some new ones called Aura. Aura something. I forgot the Is name that the Aura Ring? Uh, they do the, yeah, the, the, or the Uva Ring mm -hmm. supposed to work. But, I mean, most of those don't really help. Uh -huh. And, like, they give you pain medication like Tramadol, Ibuprofen, you know, those type of yeah. medications. And if... It depends on the stage of endometriosis that you have. Mm -hmm. Some of them work. Some sometimes it doesn't. It depends on the female as well, her body mm -hmm. and how it goes, really. So prevention wise, it doesn't really sound like it's anything to prevent it. Just the fact that it being hereditary and everything else. Right. So it kinda either is gonna come and get you, hit you, or it's not, right? Yeah. Um I, I know I asked about treatment and they give you the pain pills. What do you think makes it just any little bit better? What what helps? The at surgeries. All? Okay. Like when they go in and take out the where the endo is at. I mean, sometimes like once they take it out, it's like the root. Uh huh. And once they take it out, it comes back with a vengeance where it's like it grows, it starts growing even, even more because it's like you pissed it off really yeah, yeah so yeah i've had 17 surgeries 17 due to endo yes wow that is 17 too many for, mm -hmm. for that so um we were talking about cure wise or are, are there any roads or paths that are going towards a cure like are there any research any studies anything that we should know or don't know or anything going i mean they've that? been doing a research now and since a lot of females are coming out with the endo so they're i mean some people are talking about it and the symptoms and like certain doctors don't know like all the symptoms but because they don't have to go through but us as Females that have endo, mm -hmm. we know. Like, there's other new symptoms. Like, you can know, you name? Can you give me some um, of them? Just like our organs get stuck together, 
and it's very dangerous. We bleed through the insides Mm -hmm. where it's been very dangerous. A lot of females have died from complications due to endo. That was my next question. Okay. Yes. And some of them have died, but because of suicide, because the pain Pain is is so bad. And no, like even when you go to the ER, it's like they don't understand and they don't like they just brush it off like oh you just want to get pain medications and stuff like that so it's i mean it's kind of hard to deal with that but if you have support and friends family uh that support you i mean that helps okay it really does that's what i was looking for i was kind of fishing for the (laughs) (laughs) fishing for the support answer because um that that'll well, you know, before we get to the cow, one more time with the name. Sianili. 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 I'm, I'm going to try. My name is Severin. <laughs> it's, 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 I get mad when people call me Sever, Severn, Severance. <laughs> one thing that everybody at this table, we all got unique names that people screw up time yes. and time again. So, <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm trying my hardest. So <laughs> how old are you um, right now? I am 14. 14, okay. So four years with the um, diagnosis. From a young person's standpoint, can you kind of give me what you feel, what you think, just anything that you can? Well, it's, I don't have, like, much to add. Like, I don't know. It's like, I feel like, I don't know. It's okay. It's all, Yep, it's, it's okay. Uh, well, how about this? seeing your mother um, go through kind of what she has gone through. And then I remember me and DeKalb worked together around the same time um, everything was going on with you. He was distraught and telling me about not everything, um, not like disclosing them the whole family secrets, but he just was like, hey, I got some stuff going on at home. It's not what's up. It's not, you know, it's just I got to yeah, hear a little bit when, more. When I first got to 96, uh, Kathy had had her 16th surgery. Yep. Yep. And then uh, shortly after she had got diagnosed. So. Yep, that's what that's what I remember. So um, you said, so pain-wise, and like I said, seeing your mother go through, I'm sure you're part of that support system as well, right? Yes. Okay, so tell me support-wise what you do for your mother. How about that? Well, I, like, try my best to, like, help around the house mm-hmm. and stuff. So she's very hardworking and overdoes herself a lot uh-huh. so like i try my best to help her on as much as i can so she can get rest okay there you go see that's what's up that's that's <laughs> that's a whole bunch to add because your mother says she needs the support and you're providing the support and so that's what's up that's what i like to hear so now how about grades in school how you doing in school it doesn't affect my grades that much, but I do miss, like, a lot of school days. Uh-huh. So okay. I have, like, a lot of work to, like, catch up on. Okay. So it just makes you have to be smarter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with that. That's that's good. You know, you got to take those lemons, turn them into lemonade. Just got to do the work a little bit quicker. So that sounds like, sounds like you're handling it and yourself very well so far. Yeah. Okay. Fine, I guess. <laughs> okay. Well, like I said, it looks like you have a great example to look to to kind of help you out with everything. So, thank you. From I'm sure your mother says thank you to you all the time, but I'm just <laughs> saying thank you because it's always great to see good kids. You know, um, all too often we have kids that are little a holes and. <laughs> <laughs> 
you're not. So that's, <laughs> at all. That's a beautiful, wonderful thing. So that's all. Thanks to her mother. <laughs> so you don't got nothing to do with that. Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. I'm not taking any of the credit too much because most of that stuff was etched in stone because of who her mom is. Mm -hmm. Like her mother taught me about just having patience period with, you know, uh, kids and just anything. So when it came down to certain things that I didn't understand mm -hmm. about, you know, her or, you know, our daughter, uh, everything that, she showed me had to come into play. So whenever she, my daughter gets down or discouraged, I'm always using her mother as a reference point instead of me. Right. Because honestly speaking, me being a person that I'm not sick, I'm very healthy, thankfully. Uh, got all my teeth. I don't have any defects other than no hair. Now, now <laughs> nobody's missing teeth in here, just to let y'all know. I mean, we're not on video, so you, everybody has their teeth. Right, right okay. but everybody but, ain't well, though. That's okay. the thing. No, that's, that, so, that's the thing. That's why we're here. That's what we're talking um, about. So, yeah, I get you. Every Everything pretty much uh, for me went the way it was supposed to go. Like, mm -hmm. from the last podcast, just me having, you know, a career-oriented father, which I followed his footsteps. I was always using him as a reference point. He was an older man, so I looked up to him. Mm -hmm. And then in this case, I'm seeing the female version of it. Yeah, the whereas, hard working. Mm -hmm, yeah. Because the attachment I've always noticed my daughter has with her mother, uh -huh. it was it's huge. And nobody can beat that. I think the only, surprisingly, she was attached to me just as much mm -hmm. because it got to the point where I couldn't leave out of the house. Mm -hmm. anywhere without her wanting to follow behind me when i would leave for work she would always wear my white socks hats around the house until i came back that's cool so um even in doctor's appointments where it'd be times where uh instead of her wanting her mom she would want me to go in with her mm -hmm. you know uh but i was just there for moral support emotional support but overall when it comes to the endometriosis i have nothing to teach because i'm a student to this as well Okay, well, student, tell us some of what you've learned so far and what you what you know, what you've experienced, and how can, um, like your wife said, support is huge. How do you as a husband support? Uh, basically, I do. Anytime I see an opening, I always take it. Like uh, from the very beginning when she first told me what it was, uh, I noticed there, of course, was a lot of bleeding. Mm-hmm from the vaginal area, if we're going to be real. Yeah. Uh, of course, in our line of work, we see that a lot, but it wasn't for the exact same reasons that we see out in the field. So I would ask her, like, hey, how often does this happen? You know, what else happens to you when you start to have uh, what you call flare-ups? You know, she would tell me that her belly would swell a little bit, uh -huh. you know, giving off that appearance that she may be pregnant. Uh -huh. um, she'd be out of breath just from walking from one end to the next, uh, just a lot of pain in the yeah. middle of the night, yeah. Uh, all that and then some. But to be quite honest, for the first two years we dated, I mean, she had mild cases, mm -hmm. but it didn't really start to get bad until I say maybe the second year. Okay. And uh, of course, for people who don't know us, we have a lot of dogs. Okay. Uh, and our oldest dog, he's a handful. Okay. <laughs> so when I'm not. I wasn't, we were living in an apartment at the time. So when I wasn't home, she'd have to walk him mm -hmm. and that would be, uh, 
physically draining because oh, yeah, he's can, a pit and I he can, will drag her all over. I can only imagine. So uh, in that case, I had to act fast. I had to stop delaying and I had to go buy a house. Yeah. I ended up buying a house, you know, that was when I moved two minutes away from 96 because, yep. you know, that was the best deal I could afford at the time. But because of the fact that I needed for her to not be have to overextend herself while I was gone. Yeah, up and downstairs. Yeah. Apartment living a lot of times is a lot rougher than house living. Definitely. I mean, depending on what you do. And then the fact that having animals, um, you know, just contributes to that. So, yeah. very understandable. How do you feel about the dogs? They can be a handful. Like, uh -huh. from seeing, like, my mom and my stepdad uh, deal with them. Mm-hmm. But to me, they're 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 cute. They're nice. They're cute. I, and I they're love, nice. I love and them. they pits. Uh, some of them are okay. Not all. I, they 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 cute when they puppies like babies. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so cute. And then they grow up and they just bad like. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they eventually learn it. They learn the program. They start to learn how to take care of themselves as much as they can. Okay. You know, right. Other yeah, than the feeding like, and the bathroom part, but other than that, you know. Yeah, they, it's not like they go in. The, well, I was gonna say opening up doors on their own, but they do open up doors on their own. Yeah, Just, I showed you the video <laughs> not, of my oldest one doing exactly, it. Exactly. Not for the way you want them to open up doors on their own, but right. Well, he does actually. He won't do it unless I tell him to. Okay. So he does it on command. So. Uh, that's one of the biggest things that uh, my wife's always told me because I used to flip out every time she'd be like, she wanted another dog. I was like, dude, what in the hell? Yeah. But then when she one day she just broke down to me that it was like therapy for her, you yeah, know, okay. because um, going back to the support part, we tried having a kid, but we couldn't because of the level of the endometriosis. Uh -huh. And it left us both feeling down in the dumps about it, but oh. I had to put my feelings to the side because I had to make sure she was all right. Right. Because she's always mentioned she wanted, you know, more kids, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, not that I didn't want kids, but it was like that if it wasn't in the cards for me, it wasn't in the cards. But her being the person that she was, I was like, this is the person I want to have a kid with. And then now that I've decided, okay, you know, it's time. Now nah, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So... When I understood, I put myself in her shoes as much as I could. Mm -hmm. uh, it was like, she does really love these animals. She loves these dogs. Okay. And that, I'm pretty sure that's what gives her the purpose. It's like taking care of a kid like she always wanted. Because every animal, every child basically gets attached to her uh -huh. instantly. It's like, you know how they say dogs and kids can see uh, who's got good and bad intentions yep, and all that yep, stuff. Yep, yep. It's like they take a look at her and my, my daughter. They see angels' wings and a halo okay. when they see those two. <laughs> well, let's um, talk about that a little bit more um, as far as the support. And we get more into support. But mm -hmm. how you feel about the animals? How you feel about the dogs? Uh, he described it, but that's from his point of view. I want right. to hear from you. What do you how do you feel? Well, like I've like you've mentioned before, I mean, they are a therapy. Like if I'm in excruciating pain, they do help mm -hmm. with try to distract my mind off the pain. Mm -hmm. And like it's like they know when I'm in pain, so they always buy me. They make sure like especially the oldest, like when she gets pains or when she's sick, mm -hmm. he's always by her. He's not allowed to go upstairs. But he goes, like, halfway, but he's constantly always checking up on her, making sure she's okay or, you know, she's not in pain or anything like that. So all our dogs have been very helpful with that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, what else can I say about? <laughs> Never a dull moment. Yeah, that's true. Like, there's always they're always doing something. They have, each of them have their own character, and like with the you know having kids, it was already hard for me to get pregnant with her, uh-huh. and I was high risk already. And she was born a preemie. Okay. She was born at 27 weeks. Okay. And she only weighed it two pounds. Oh. So she yeah. was in a NICU for like, I want to say two, three months. Yeah. She was in a NICU. Very, very stressful. Yes. So, I mean, it was kind of hard. And then even before I even got pregnant with her, like doctors were telling my parents at 16 years old that if I wanted to have kids due to my endo, I, it would have to be right there at 16 years old. Oh, so yeah. my parents, you know, me being 16, it's kind of young to, you know, go and yeah. try to have a kid. Yeah. And they had to make that hard decision and be like, okay, well, we're going to, you know, allow it. But because of her situation, since they knew I've always wanted to have kids. Uh-huh. I've always took care of everybody's kids and, you know, did well with them. I loved being around because I also I also wanted to be a teacher, but due to the endo, I mean, I had to put it to the side and right. was not able to become a teacher. Mm-hmm. I went to college, I did all that stuff, but every surgery that I've had, it always was like felt like through my finals, and you know, no college is gonna accept that, and yeah. all the absence, like even with her situation right now, with always being absent. But, I mean, thank God, and luckily her school understands, and I take the papers, doctors, all that stuff. So, you know, luckily they understand her situation, and they accept it. And she has a 504 and everything at school, so Mm -hmm. that helps a lot Mm -hmm. as well. Okay, well, I'm glad the animals help out a lot. I'm glad your family is helping out a ton. That's a beautiful thing to hear, you know. That's part of the reason to having family. And then us with this job, we have an extended family that help us out um, that much more for certain things. So, like I said, that's a beautiful thing to hear. Um, As far as you've had 17 surgeries, Mm -hmm. and like I said, that's 17 way too many. And it doesn't seem like anything that you would be able to get used to. But is there any part of it that is like familiar when it when it's a time for a surgery? Um, yeah, I usually know already. Like I studied my body so well where I would tell him, I know the doctors are going to tell me this. And he's like, how do you know? I was Mm -hmm. like, I've been through this so many times. So it's like, I know when I have a cyst. Mm -hmm. I know when I have fibroids. I know when the endo is back and my organs are stuck together. Like, I know all that stuff Mm because I feel it all Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, though the pain gets worse and worse every time. Mm -hmm. So every time I get surgery, it's like, the endo and then that's another thing the endo grows elsewhere other like in my kidneys heart brain lungs name it every part of your organ uh endo could grow in really yeah and it makes it harder especially like fatigue is the main reason like because endo is in the lungs lungs yeah because especially Mm -hmm. if it's taking away some of that spongy lung area um yeah you I can see being difficult to breathe. Yeah. Um, I asked this before, but I want to kind of ask it in a different way. Um, prevention wise, I know you say it's nothing really you can do, 
But is there anything that you've noticed that you may do or somebody does do that makes it causes the flare up? Like a lot of times when you input stuff into your body, then it comes out a certain way. Like I know with people that got gluten allergies, they yes. can't eat flour and stuff like that. Like dairy. Um, it's basically like your diet. Like with endo, you have to eat a, a little healthier because mm-hmm. that helps not to flare up, especially with the endo belly because we get real swollen yeah. where everything we eat, if it flares it up, we get bloated really bad okay. to where we look like five, six months pregnant. Yeah, like he was saying. Okay. Right. So, I mean, it depends. Your It's your eating habits and, like, the exercises as well because – Due to endo, like I try to go work out with him many times, but you know, sometimes the next day I'll be in pain where I can't walk, I can't move, I can't do stuff, or I'm in excruciating pain. And he'd be like, No, and I'm like, No, no, I want to keep going, I want to keep yeah. going. Like, I don't want this, you know, I don't want endo to stop me from doing exercise and be healthy. Yeah, but sometimes it does, even when I eat healthy, it sometimes it causes me pain as well. So it's like, okay, this is, like, crazy. Like, yeah. what can I? What else can I do to help my situation? Yeah, that's that's important, too, because, like, cancer, say, for instance, and then sometimes it just hits people out of, like, people get lung cancer, never been around nothing, they got no, mm-hmm. never smoked a cigarette, a cigar, never even been around smoking, get lung cancer. So... It's just, and that can be hereditary as well. I have um, some family members that are going through some issues with um, cancer treatments right now. So I I totally understand, and it's it it just stinks. It I can't think of any word worse. So speaking of that, um, like I saw Takab got this new tattoo. Mm -hmm. Um, So. Well, without the without the bad bad word, <laughs> can you tell me describe your tattoo for me? All right, so basically, I have uh, my knuckles. I tatted uh, F U C K endo on my knuckles. Yeah, uh, simply because of the fact that this that phrase alone is how I feel every day when uh-huh. I wake up. Uh-huh. Uh, you know from. When she wakes up, it's hard for her to move. She's in a lot of pain, uh, can't get any sleep. You know, before she had her last surgery, she used to bleed heavily. I used to have to help help take her to the bathroom Mm -hmm. every other night. Mm -hmm. It was so bad to the point where I was losing sleep Mm -hmm. to take care of her. And God forbid, my daughter ended up having any of her symptoms and my wife couldn't couldn't do anything for her yeah so there to pick up and my wife being who she is like you know my daughter says she's very hard working you know so i'd have to snap out of whatever i was in and tell her look you lay down i'll go deal with her mm-hmm. you know uh and then the the very day my daughter got diagnosed with endo and she got her first flare-up like painful flare-up in her belly mm-hmm. my wife for the first time i saw her lose her composure mm-hmm and I had to tell her, hey, no, go to the other side of the room. You're scaring, you're scaring her, mm-hmm. you know, you're scaring the kid. So um, I, I had to be the one that kind of, you know, hugged her and, you know, told her, hey, mama's going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Just, you know, uh, we're going to try to see what we can do to get this fixed. And the whole time I'm thinking, you know, like any father, you know how you, you got a daughter. Yeah. So let's say if 
anyone or anything hurts your daughter in particular, not to say your son's not important, but father daughter relationships is huge. Are they, yep. Yep. So if anything or anyone hurts you your daughter, go hurt it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. that's pretty much how I felt. And I can't do that because this is something that even doctors don't have control over. Right. So I felt so helpless just watching them uh, go where they're going. And it was just, you know, all this was because of endometriosis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that term, F-endo, was how I felt. I was like, you know, I'm going to get this tattooed on my knuckles. I hadn't gotten my last tattoo I hadn't got since 2013. Okay, and so then I just got this one because nice long break. Yeah, yeah, and then but I felt like I needed to do it just to continuously find ways to show my support, and it was crazy because my daughter's reaction to it was a lot more. She was a lot more reactive to it than I thought she'd be. Okay, so can you tell me what your reaction was to it to his tattoo? Oh well, I was it was very nice. I was very like surprised okay. by it. So, so happy surprise, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I saw when he posted it. I'm like, and I like I said knew about the um, endo, but I didn't know the extent to what the disease um involves or entails. So, I get it. I'm with it. I, it's um, so the um ribbon. That's what that is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a, a color behind this? Because I see y'all all got on yellow today. That's the color. Okay, so we're going to put some pictures up of the yellow. Y'all got on yellow kicks. And mm-hmm. Like I said, you you got out the car. I saw a four on your back. I thought you had your new company on your back. But oh, no. No, it's just, no, no. It's, it's just, just Kobe. black and yellow. It's just Kobe. It's, it's all good. I'm with that. It's Kobe. You got the yellow hat. Now, your shirt. What's, what's your shirt say? Okay, oh. Endo Warrior. <laughs> Living with an invisible illness. Okay, well, I, I um. Mine. Oh, you got. Oh, we got to take too. that one off. And then show yours. Pause for the cure. Tell me about pause for the cure. Is that like a? They bring you cats instead of dogs. Just try <laughs> and have something else to take care of. No, it's just uh, a shirt design. Okay. She just loves animals yeah. and is like a cute cats. little kitten. So okay, I'm with that. I'm, I'm all the way with that. And of course, and yours. Yeah, says would not recommend. One star would not recommend. Yeah, we gonna we gonna take pictures of all that and put them put them up. Um, because, uh, like you said, it's it's something that kind of needs to get done. So speaking of that, and speaking to that, is there like a not fun, but is there a place or a organization or anything mm-hmm. that has like donations and awareness for endometriosis? Uh oh, came prepared. I'm with that. <laughs> it's called Endometriosis Association. Okay. Like people could donate there. And like there's different groups on Facebook of endometriosis and like support groups as well. And a lot of, I mean, people could look it up and they'll see, like, a lot of the females' stories uh, with endo, that lives with endo. Right. That's exactly what I was looking for. Let me um, give out this website. They're based in Milwaukee, but website is www.endometriosisassociation.org. That's E-N-D-O-M-E-T-R-I-O-S-I-S. A 
www.ssn.org. Um, that's how you can get in contact with them. They have different um, ways that you can donate. You can get a free book or DVD. Um, dues are $100, which is nothing when it comes to trying to find something for this um, autoimmune disease. Um, one year dues, two years, three, five. You can be an associate. You can just give money just to give money. And I'm sure that you can find all of that on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, this And then it's a nice long pamphlet um mm-hmm. i'm glad i asked the right questions for you to bring this out because <laughs> i i always kind of mess with my um guests i say you know i um really am into doing homework so like we had talk about a subject then i'll go try and learn as much as i can about it you brought the homework to me so now i don't mm-hmm. have to do as much but that website um Again, www.endometriosisassn.org. They also have on here, um, in, so you can email endo at the same thing, endometriosisassociation.org, um, Facebook slash E-N-D-O-A-S-S-N, and we gave the website, um, they have a phone number on here, like I said, it's this particular pamphlet is based out of milwaukee wisconsin so we um will put up all the informations all the information i'm sorry mm-hmm. about everything you can do to support because it just seems like something that needs some more support behind because i consider myself well-versed in medical things and this is a disease that mm-hmm. I didn't know about until meeting you in the first place to even know about so it feels like it needs to get talked about a bit more oh yeah and definitely it was uh wild because um about a year or so ago we had uh responded to a call and it was you know we thought it was a routine abdominal distress but then the lady, the way she was describing uh, her symptoms, and I looked at her, and I said, you wouldn't happen to have endometriosis, would you? Uh-huh. She looked at me. You know what that is? I said, yep, my wife's got it. So is my daughter. Yeah. And then, like, she let out, like, this big old sigh of relief, like, yeah. finally somebody understands. And I was like, oh, yeah, I definitely do get it. I definitely understand. Yeah. that's, that's- Not as much as I would like, but... No, I mean, nobody, you know, wants to, but the, those times where you can use your sympathy and empathy to help a patient feel that much better, that's really makes a person's day. Um, another autoimmune disease that kind of sounds similar to is sickle cell, like with the pain and everything and just kind of, there's nothing we can do. We go to the hospital um, we are also diagnosed with sickle cell. So you we have also to deal with that. You also have sickle cell as well. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't even <laughs> know that either. So just there's another painful illness that's horrible to live with. Me running my mouth got got some <laughs> good stuff to come out of it. So um, that's a well. We'll put up information about that as well on the website once I um, get it going and have it all in order. So I've asked pretty much all that I can think. Um, Are there any questions that you think I should ask or something I should know that I haven't asked about? Um, Well, pretty much. um, I said she talked on behalf of uh, 
you know, the women. And then, you know, my daughter spoke on behalf of the kids. I just want to address uh, for any husbands out there whose wife may have signs and symptoms of this mm-hmm. and whose wife may be going through this. Mm-hmm. I need I need the husbands to understand this is a very difficult, very difficult disease right. for uh, a woman to ever have to go through. Right. I know um, a lot of times um, it actually takes away the sex drive as well mm-hmm. you know a lot of uh marriages get destroyed because women may not be able to do certain things for mm-hmm. her husband because of her endo right you know uh there's also gonna be times where yeah you might have to get out of work mm-hmm. just to rush her to the hospital yeah uh thankfully i'm in a position where i'm literally right around the corner from where i i live right around the corner from where i work and uh, if something was to happen, I'm actually probably the responding truck that can go there. Yeah. Um, so even when I'm not home, I'm still home. Yep. And then uh, also just uh, just one of the hardest things to remember is that sometimes when you see them with, let's say, certain looks on their faces, you know, it's it may not be you. It may just they wake up with that. With the pain. Yes. yes. You know, it's and been not feeling right. Yeah. Especially after the surgeries and everything. Sounds like this woman knows her body better than oh, yeah. anything. So that's that's it's it's a good thing at the same time. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. good that it's happening to you, but the right. fact that you know what's going on yeah. is is always a plus. Um, you know what? I, I thought of a question when he was talking. He's describing what well, well, I think he's doing a great job describing what husbands mm-hmm. should do. But what would you say that husbands, mates, um, anybody that you're in any type of relationship, your family, what is something your family or anybody could do to help support you more? Understand the disease, the symptoms and stuff. So they're able to help like. What would help look like to you? What, 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 what's help? Um, understanding okay. what endometriosis is mm-hmm. because like, I, like I've mentioned, a lot of people don't know what endometriosis is, so they don't understand. They think either it's in our heads or I don't know, like we're making it up or mm-hmm. faking it or, you know, not as big of a like deal that. as you make it out right. to be. It's not nah, a I huge can't deal. See, I can't see that at all. Um, yeah, no. Um, right. Okay, so like I said, it sounds like the cap does that excellently. Oh, yes. The pups do that because they're so mm-hmm. they're so empathetic. They you know get right up under you and try and support you. I I I grew up with dogs, so I know how dogs act. They they really have a great sense to them. I, I think we were talking about dogs on another podcast. We said we don't deserve dogs, so. Right. It's true. Like yeah. the fact that my oldest one, who's been around us for the longest, obviously knows he's not a, like my wife said. He's not allowed upstairs. Yeah, but still going to check. Like right. I know something's not right. Like if my daughter's sick, he'll go halfway to the middle landing and just lay there until she comes down. Uh-huh. If my wife is sick, she lays. He lays at the bottom of the stairs and waits for her to come down. Mm-hmm. And uh, just they behave better. Yeah. They behave better when they know she's not feeling well. Uh, just <laughs> say, let's take it easy on mom. Let's laugh. Yeah, right. they really like <laughs> yeah. these fools. Really do talk to each other. Yeah. I, I believe it let's because take it easy. because it, it was just funny. One day we we have cameras in the rooms with the dogs, uh-huh. 
And one day we were like checking on them and Kathy clicks on the camera. And when she clicks on the camera, what do we see? The biggest dog we got staring right into the camera like he knows that we're Y'all watching. looking at him. <laughs> right. Say, let me put on this show for you real quick. You know, yeah, sometimes we'll we'll mess with him. We'll, like, do the little voice chat, and we'll be like, Kane, Katana, what are y'all doing? And they'll look, like, and I'll be like, yeah, that's right. I'm talking to you. And then they look now to the stairs to see me if I'm coming down. I had these dogs thinking they're psychotic. They're going to mm-hmm. be thinking they, they got voices. No, let me head. tell you what they do. When they hear that, they're like, he ain't in here, so we ain't listening. So we ain't listening. Just come over to Mike. Sit. Mm-hmm. Like, but they know right. if they don't and I come down the stairs, then, okay, it was him. So They, they got them super noses, too. Oh, like, yeah. we used to have that program, the um, cancer dog thing, and just the guy trained the dogs to kind of sniff yeah, and to the bag. And... I don't know how accurate, but I've signed up for it a few times just because, you know, hey, why not try and find out? But it sounds like the same thing. They can sense and possibly smell what's going on. Dogs are are awesome. So, Oh, yeah. Especially um, when trained and loved correctly. Trained and loved correctly. Got it. So with that being said, I'll um, let you guys get out of here. I really thank you for coming and talking about the subject. Again, is it anything that I missed? Is there anything you want to say? Anything um, you want to say? I kind of want to add something for like sure. any like teens out there yeah. that may be watching. Um, I want to say that uh, self-care is very important. Like Take care of yourself. Uh, know your limits. Know your boundaries. Mm. Know what you can and can't do during this. Uh, what else? Menstrual cycle. If it's not painful, if it's if you get a lot of pain, like go check yourself. Say something. Yes. Yeah. You know what's so awesome and beautiful about what you just said? That goes for regular. <laughs> that, that's 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 that's. that's Great advice for just a regular situation. You mm-hmm. should know your boundaries, know your limits, know yourself, get to know yourself, especially at the age you're at. And the fact that you know that and can vocalize that, I'm really impressed by you. So, 14 years old, she's learned a lot, man. Yeah. This, this mm-hmm. kid's really impressed me because this, this disease set her up to fail. It really did. Yeah. I've seen how normal kids can don't have these issues per se. Yeah. And they act like they can't get through a day without doing, you know, certain things. I'm not going to say what, but, you know, with her, it's like she puts up with the pain. She deals with it yeah. just like a mother does. You know, she pushes through. When I'm not at home, when I'm at work, I always tell her, hey, kid, I need you to look after your mom for me, yeah. you know, while I'm gone. And she does that, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and she's come a long way because I remember before, like, she would not know what to do. She used to panic. But yeah. now we, we talk to her every day. And that's another thing. Parents talk to your kids. Yeah. Talk to your kids. They know more than you think. Mm-hmm. And be that leading example because her mother did that for her very well. And then that's how she turned out. She's a very caring person, pays attention, knows her body, knows her limitations. And for any other uh, families who must be who will be uh, dealing with this, you're going to have doctors that are going to make you feel like you're crazy yes. and you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And um, don't if you're not. uh satisfied with what they tell you go find a second and third or fourth opinion Mm because i'm gonna just put this out there we had took her my daughter to her first gynecologist (laughs) and 
she was not comfortable with her at all. Uh-huh, yeah. And the cr- crazy part about it is, and this just is fun with some of these doctors out here. Some people, this ain't their first rodeo. This is definitely not ours. Yeah. This lady thought that this was our first rodeo because everything we told that she told us we had an answer for. And she, to the point where it looked like she was getting frustrated because she didn't know what to say. Yeah. And and it was like my wife looked at me for the first time like, oh, my God, he's been paying attention because yeah. I kind of raised up and I said, hey, uh, just so you know, X, Y, Z. And because she, usually I let her do all the talking. Right. Because I'm in the learning phase. Yeah. And, uh. I feel like one day I felt like such an a-hole because I had a really, I was working a 48-hour shift. Mm-hmm. And I come home, take her to a doctor's appointment. I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I'm beat up. And I fall asleep in the doctor's office while the doctor was talking. Mm-hmm. And I felt so horrible because I didn't even realize I fell asleep. Yeah, that's when it's really bad. <laughs> when so, you don't even know you did it. Sometimes you kind of cheat. And like, Let me close my eyes right. for a minute. But when you don't even know and it's just like, oh, yeah. where'd that time go? She thought I was being negligent, but I had to explain to her, like, look, I worked a double at a very busy firehouse. And then I come home to her getting more no sleep. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, but back to the doctor. She's like, yeah, this ain't our first rodeo. If you're telling us that's normal. And you know you don't believe that. Don't do that. Yeah. Stop. Because making people feel bad about something that they know they feel every single day, Mm -hmm. that also could raise the suicide rate. Yeah. Because family is, you already expect it from family members. They don't know. Right. But doctors, it's like you have, just like firemen, uh, you have a duty to try to make the situation better even yeah. if it's just with words I'm, I'm not sitting inside anybody's body or knowing what they have going on so right. yeah i have to take what you say is what it is and you know the only time well i was gonna say the only time we 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 know a patient ain't doing what they're supposed to do is the old hand drop test but mm-hmm. it, it, we won't even talk about what that is right if right you, if you know what that is then, then you know then you know what that is well, you, know, you know right <laughs> Okay. Well, like I said, again, we're going to put up um, everything on our website where you can donate, where you can find out more information. Maybe this has affected someone in your life and you don't even know that it's going on in their life. It's always great to be able to do homework and do some research Mm -hmm. of your own. And when we say research, well, not we. When I say research of your own, I'm not talking about going and Googling and searching for what you want to see and having cognitive dissonance conversations with yourself just looking for something that's going to tell you the sky is green just because you think it's green i mean really do research from Mm -hmm. multiple sources and get some information that's kind of the best way to go about that so nikal yep thank you thank you um oh i'm gonna try it one more time say it for me first (laughs) sianili 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 there it is okay and I'm going to just call you Kathy because that's mm-hmm. what we did. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for coming again. And until the next time we pop up, thanks for listening. Bye.